stocks keep going up and investors keep saying no thanks. At least that's what a story from the Associated Press says. What's the evidence? And why are the booming results of Wall Street lately being just rejected so broadly? Most importantly, what superior alternatives exist? I'm Brian Ellis. I'll give you the answer right now in episode number 222. You're listening to Self-Directed Investor Radio, America's only podcast exclusively for affluent, self-directed investors, where each day of the week you receive innovative investment strategy and deadly accurate market analysis that's untainted by Wall Street and unblemished by government propaganda, all in seven minutes or less. Coming to you now from iTunes, Stitcher, and SDIRadio.com, here's your host, Brian Ellis. Hello, SDI Nation. Welcome to the show of record for savvy, self-directed investors like you, where we help you to build wealth without Wall Street. This is episode number 222. So all of the notes and resources from today's show can be found there at sdiradio.com slash 222. The first such resource is a really interesting AP story published at cbsnews.com entitled, Stocks Keep Going Up and Investors Keep Saying No Thanks. Now, this one caught my eye because anytime a large group of people do exactly, exactly the opposite of what you'd reasonably expect them to do, you got to consider the big question of why. So first, the facts. The stock market is booming with the S&P 500 hitting an all-time high on Monday and having been on a very strong upward trajectory since February. So what gives? Why is it happening? Is it because the economy is strong and everybody is investing confidently? Hardly. GDP grew by a horrible 1.2% in the second quarter of this year, and it was even worse in the first quarter. In fact, Obama's economic policies are on track to make him the first president in all of U.S. history not to produce a single year of 3% GDP growth. So the stock market isn't booming because the, the economy is strong. Is it booming because of improving unemployment situations? Could be that because unemployment has finally dropped below 5% for the first time in eight years. But wait, wait, I take that back. Definitely not unemployment, because it turns out the dirty little secret is there are more people not working right now than at any point in history, with an all-time low in labor force participation happening this year, with no end in sight. Now, if you can't reconcile the fact that there are more people totally out of the labor force than ever before, and yet the unemployment rate is going down, well, you're not the only one. There's no way to reconcile those facts with one another, unless you just desperately feel the need to believe political spin. I, for one, do not have that need. So why is the stock market still going up and up and up? Well, without citing the highly technical justifications known as hocus-pocus, smoke and mirrors, or utter hogwash, it's safe to say that the U.S. stock market is still riding high on the lingering fumes of QE, along with the fact that the U.S. market is clearly viewed as the least bad alternative in the world right now, with economic uncertainty strongly reverberating on account of Britain's exit from the European Union and the constant reality of China's deceptiveness about its own financial situation. Basically, the whole world stinks economically, but the U.S. stinks a little bit less. And that's why big-dollar investors are still pouring money into stocks here and driving prices up. But didn't I just tell you that less money is flowing into stocks? Yes, I did, and there's no conflict. Where the inflow of capital has substantially slowed and even reversed in many cases is with mutual funds that invest in stocks. That's where investors are turning away. Now, that's important because, by and large, mutual funds are fueled by the capital of individual investors. That's you and me. So it's the individual investor who's rejecting Wall Street right now at the time when it's reaching new highs. So what are they? What are you doing instead? 
This article says that some investors are merely shifting their investments around, opting for index funds rather than actively managed stock funds. But clearly there's something bigger than that because a whopping $47 billion has left stock funds altogether in the last 12 months. Where there have been much bigger inflows is into bond funds, which are perceived as offering more safety and reliability. But interest rates are so low right now that bonds simply aren't producing much in the way of income, relegating the investors who are opting for bonds to a position of treating bonds like stocks as if they're the same and profiting primarily from the changes in bond prices rather than from the cash flow the bonds generates. I don't know about you, but all of this makes me really glad I don't depend on Wall Street for financial security. <laughs> what could those investors be doing instead? I have three quick suggestions. Number one, the simplest path to simple, safe, strong returns for them would be to do some real estate secured private lending. For example, if you have $100,000 to invest, lend that to somebody who has $150,000 worth of real estate collateral so your money's really safe, and then charge them 6 or 8 or 10% interest. That's a gimme. Number two, another great path, which is similar in a way to buying bonds, is to buy real estate notes that already exist and are paying. All that means is that somebody else did what I just recommended to you. They lent their money to someone in exchange for collateral and a great interest rate. And now that note they created, they're selling that, kind of like a bond, to you. And for those of you, this is number three, for those of you who don't quite get the notion of real estate secured debt, you should consider buying a good high-yielding turnkey rental property. Right now, with no trouble at all, there are several great turnkey properties available that are fully renovated, occupied by a paying tenant with a government guarantee for payment of that rent, and there's a professional, experienced property manager handling the whole thing. That means you don't have to be a landlord. You just get to be an investor. And as an investor, the deals I work with routinely generate 10% or more net income after expenses from cash flow alone. So that doesn't even factor in appreciation of the property. Those numbers can be really, really attractive. Now, here's why I mentioned those options to you. You've got to begin thinking outside of the real estate box and look at other avenues for growing your capital that are simple, safe, and strong because Wall Street, while going through a relative period of strength at the moment, is not now and will never be simple or safe. And wise investors who truly respect their own capital demand all three, simple, safe, and strong. So if that's you and you're looking to redeploy some of your capital into opportunities that are simple, safe, and strong, I'll be happy to help you. Just stop by sdiradio.com slash consultation and set up a time to talk with me. My friends, invest wisely today and live well forever. Thank you for listening to Self-Directed Investor Radio with Brian Ellis. Don't miss a single episode. Be sure to subscribe to Self-Directed Investor Radio right now on iTunes, on Stitcher, and at sdiradio.com. Your feedback is always welcomed via email at feedback at sdiradio.com. This show is for entertainment purposes only and is not intended as legal or professional advice for your situation. Content is the property of the Self-Directed Investor Society. 